I'm Graham Mack. Welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. This week, my special guest is Nick Randall from SNS Online. I literally want to pay homage to your wonderful TARDIS that you're in at the moment. I saw the <laughs> it's, video. TARDIS, yeah. I, it's basically a broom cupboard in your bedroom, I think. I think you moved Do you out know all the what? socks and everything. It's, but it's, it looks it, fantastic. No, it was. Just before lockdown, uh, the radio station I worked for in London fired me. And then lockdown came and all the inter- job interviews and everything I'd got set up all suddenly got cancelled and I suddenly had to work out how to make a living from home. Yeah. So I, I took the wardrobe mm. and I, mm-hmm. I put sound treatment in it and I found I could do audiobooks. And this was just just yeah. as lockdown started. And since then, I've done over 100 of them. I've got 93 audiobooks on sale at Amazon, iTunes, and uh, what's the other one? Audible in that time. So I needed a studio, and I do obviously podcast radio, and I do another radio station called Great British Radio, and I do bits and pieces here and there. But I was, I, I did so well at the audiobooks that I could afford to buy a proper custom-made wow. sound booth, which is what this is. It's made by a, a company yeah. in Yorkshire called Cube, K-U-B-E, and they came down and they, mm. they fitted. You, you you design it that exactly the right shape and everything that you want, and and they came down and fitted it. So if, if yeah, you, you've probably got access to BBC Studios you can sneak into, though, haven't you? You don't. You don't oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I use, them, I, I, I use them occasionally. I mean, I use, I've got a lash up at home and I do stuff on location, so I use anything that's, that's available, basically. Um, but no, I just was very impressed with that video. It was all done in, you know. <laughs> oh, the video of them and... building it. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. you saw them do it. Oh, that's right. They yeah. Your I... shirts. They moved your shirts from one one area of the cupboard to another. All oh, right, all right. So you saw you saw exactly what happened. I, I... moved from from the wardrobe yeah. over there. I that moved it. Oh, into that. here. Yeah, and it's yeah. just been wonderful. Brilliant. It's just, uh, no, it's fantastic. I would recommend if anybody wants to get a, a setup from home for whatever they want, if they want to do audio from home, voiceover work or anything like that. Yeah, you got to have a nice microphone, but don't just keep buying more and more expensive microphones. Get a space um, that, that sounds good yeah. and that can be your space. It's so important and it works really well. And just well. to, just to and add, I heard, too. Yeah. yeah, and I heard some of your um, Audible uh, stuff today and, and you're, you're rather good, sir. Curious there are some that. racy ones there, some romance ones where I play the bloke and the girl and end up making out with myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are. There's That's a couple brilliant. of them. I love it. There is a couple it. of them. Yeah, and they were quite, uh, <laughs> quite interesting to do. Yeah, love I'm it. doing a nice one. Can I also? Nice can yeah. I also pay homage to Alan Alder? Oh my God, what a leg end! Wasn't he Alan lovely Alder though? On. He oh was lovely. God. Yeah, brilliant. He, he, uh, he. There was no time limit with him. I mean, we did have a time limit, but he didn't. He, we went over, and he didn't hurry me up. I mean, we went out. We went out about five or ten minutes, but he didn't say, "Oh, you know, I've got a much bigger name on the other line" or any of that. Which he could have done, and he didn't. He was really, really good, and it's a great podcast, yeah. uh, Clear and Vivid, which is on podcast radio, Alan Alder, which was the reason why he was on. But oh, wasn't yes, he is. just so great, you know? And uh, Mash was at one time my favorite TV show, yeah. and to to be yeah, able cracking. to speak to him, you know, younger me would be like knocked out that I actually got to <laughs> chat with him, and he and he was so great as well. He was so cool yeah. and so relaxed, and he didn't play the big star. And yeah, mm. yeah, he, well, that was oh, good fantastic. To Who's been your favourite guest? Oh, that's really that's, that's a difficult one. I mean, I, um, 
getting Armstead Morpin was wonderful because I was a wow. big fan. I'm a big fan of Tales of a City, and I went to his home. This is the thing. Occasionally, I get to stalk people in their homes. Esther Ransom. I've been in her home. I've been going yeah. through her smalls and everything. No, I haven't. But I went to her home. And um, um, who else? Uh, but, but, but. So Mac Hunt Marvin was a great one, and that was in league with uh, ABC Perth, who helped the te- technical side, which was really, really fantastic. Oh, does um, he live he in Perth speak- now? Yeah, yeah. He's got a slight, um, I don't know, it's a bone thing or something like that. So the sun is good for him so okay. to play the guitar. So um, so ABC helped me with, with that, which was fantastic. Uh, he was supposed to come to England, that's it. And he's going to be on a one show and all that carry on, which is directly outside my building. Um, I, if you ever watch a one show, just watch anybody in the crowds outside standing. It's always me. Like this. <laughs> Even after 30 years at the BBC, I think it's like, oh, my God, I'm on telly. And I called my, I called my partner, Andy, one night and said, I'm on, I'm standing right, I'm standing by this this uh, woman in a sort of pink coat. Can you see me? And he said, oh, my God, there you are. You're on TV and you're talking. <laughs> it's great to still get excited about it, though, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hank. So I got to do Hank Marvin uh, remotely. It would have been in the studio otherwise. But um, so I also to call out uh, Mike Armstrong, who's a brilliant musician, and Lisa Davis, who I have a thing called Lisa Davis Promotions, and they do a lot of. I get a lot of guests from them as well. Okay. So uh, I do. I do have a little bit of assistance occasionally. So they get me the more iconic guests like Susie Quattro, people like that. Um, which which is really really helpful. Where, yeah. where did you interview Susie? Was that pre lockdown or post lockdown? I was locked down, so it was remote. But you know what? I mean, you some of the quality you can have with these remote things. Audio oh, FaceTime, amazing. I mean, with Derek Martin recently, audio face. No, it wasn't audio face. It was WhatsApp audio, but it, it sounded fantastic. So it, it's it's, and in some ways, I'm slightly less less nervous because I, you know, I don't have to meet and greet the person and take them in, sign them in, blah 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 blah. It's just literally call them up and then we're in so yeah yeah but sometimes Mm. it is nice particularly when when people invite you into their home which always knocks me out you know i i interviewed susie quattro a few years ago in a kitchen in essex and uh and the same with paul gambaccini invited me to his flat in london it was like and you think like wow yeah you don't even know me i could be like you know and uh, i know but they just they they kind of they kind of trust you. It's like a mutual respect because you yeah. they know they've been there. You know they've or or they've got something to sell, of course. But uh, in Paul well, Gambaccini's case, I think he had he was still trying to score. I think he still is trying to score some old uh, some old wounds against the Metropolitan Police because he was he was treated yeah. dreadfully with that whole thing there. But uh, and and Susie was about to go and do a go and do a tour, but she she was lovely. Would you rather go and see them face to face, or or do you like the convenience of the of the online version, I do, but I think there's nothing better than eyeball to eyeball, and um, I, I think I think that it, it's more of a personal touch, isn't it? Really. Um, so yeah, I would I would say I would always I would always because I used to pride myself on always getting guests in person somehow, whereas mm. so many podcasts around were not doing that, and I was thinking actually I'm, that's quite a selling point, but I'm I'm always doing it, you know, with whoever it is. Um, it, obviously it's changed now but no it's it's nice to meet it's nice to meet your heroes isn't it you know oh yeah i still i still get when i, I was lucky enough to do john cleese in his in his office in oh, Chelsea. it was just wonderful oh. you know to spend you know an hour and a half with john cleese i'd pay for that you know that's like that's yeah. like a competition prize not just <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean you know you're totally so, right you take this is why we do so it cool. isn't it yeah yeah it is great isn't it 
We'll find out where SNS Online is on the charts a little bit later on. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, The Jordan Harbinger Show. In-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. 19. Distractable. Thoughtful discussions about funny, out there or otherwise interesting stories from everyday life. 18. The Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show, with DJ Envy, Angela Yee and Chalamet, the God. 17. Happy Place, Fern Cotton talks to incredible people about life, love, loss and everything in between. 16. On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Fascinating conversations with the most insightful people in the world. At 15. The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Father Schmitz walks you through the entire Bible in 365 episodes. The comedian Patton Oswalt can't understand why so many people believe the crazy stuff that's in the Bible. I'm glad you like a book. I really am. I'm glad anybody's reading anything. And I'm not even putting it in the Bible. The Bible is terrific. Give it a read. It's got monsters and adventures. And, and hey, if you like torture porn, check out the Old Testament. Oh, man. Any Saw fans out there? Woo! Get the Old Testament. But just because you like something in a book doesn't mean you can have the thing you like in the book happen in real life. That's what crazy people want. I can't go to the White House with a bunch of Green Lantern comics and go, I want a Green Lantern ring. I saw it in a book I like. Make the thing in the book I like be here now. I would be justifiably tased if I did that. Nobody would go, hey, we have to respect his beliefs. You know, you gotta, you've gotta respect everybody's beliefs. No, you don't. That's what gets us in trouble. You have to, look, you have to acknowledge everyone's beliefs. And then you have to reserve the right to go, that is stupid. Are you kidding me? I acknowledge you believe that. That's great, but I'm not gonna respect it. I have an uncle who believes he saw Sasquatch. We do not believe him, nor do we respect him. <laughs> what if I, what if I 1,000% believed, and I believe this 1,000%, what if I believed that there was a giant invisible anus hovering over me, and if I wasn't nice and helpful and courteous and charitable to everyone I met, the anus would appear, suck me up into it, and I would be devoured by piranhas. <laughs> And I mean, and I believe this a thousand percent. I would be the nicest guy you ever met. You'd be like, Patton, you're so helpful and charitable and, and courteous to people. Why is that? And I would go, it's funny you should ask me that. <laughs> you can't see it, but there's an invisible anus hovering over me. And if I'm not nice to everybody, it will appear and suck me up and I'll be eating. Well, I don't need to tell you about the piranhas. We all know about those, right? <laughs> 
your correct response would be, I acknowledge you believe that. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Please do not stop believing in the dumbest thing I've ever heard because you're actually helping people out with your craziness. Don't stop believing in that stuff, please. I beg you. I mean, just Jesus' superpowers alone are so crazy. They, they don't even, look, I'm not saying that they're bad. They're just so random. He has the most random, like on the one hand, he's got the necromancer powers where he can drive away demons and raise the dead. Oh, wow. Awesome. And then over here, he can take a little bit of food and make it into a lot of food. What? Doesn't that sound like a, like a power that one of his sidekicks had in earlier versions of the Bible? And then as they kept rewriting it, they're like, why do we lose Sandwich Joe? Why do we have him? Is he? He doesn't really say anything cool. Like, Jesus is always saying all this cool shit, and he pops in, who wants a nice pita, huh? It's the Sermon on the Mount, Joe. Get out of here. They looked hungry. I thought I'd pop in. Oh, Give Jesus the lunch powers. See, that's in that it's Jesus' wisdom and humility that would keep him out of the good superhero teams. If he ever came back, he wouldn't just go to the X-Men and say, guys, I can raise the dead. So you keep me at the mansion, someone dies, bring him back, boom, I put him right back in the game. They'd be like, wow, you're hired. Thanks, Jesus. Let's go get you a cool leather uniform, man. Are you married to the beard? All right, no, that's cool. Um, he, would be, he would be very humble and self-effacing and say, well, superpowers, let me think. Well, there was this one time when many people were gathered and there was but a crust of bread and a few fish and then the next thing you know, everyone had a nice lunch. <laughs> and they'd say, wow, that's amazing. Hang on, just one second. Guys, remember when we took down Magneto and we needed like 15,000 sandwiches? We yeah, me neither. So, uh, we're good. Thank you for coming in. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Try the Avengers. They'll take anybody. Those guys. Have you been to them? Oh, they have a, hey, they have a guy with a bow and arrow. I'm not kidding. It's the Pod 20, the countdown of the top 20 podcasts in the world right now. And at number 14, Behind the Bastards, the worst humans in history. 13, Freakonomics Radio, discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. 12, Hidden Brain, Shankar Vedantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behavior. 11, The Influential Women Podcast with Nikki Bannerman. How long has the podcast been going now, Nikki? Well, a few years now. It launched on International Women's Day, which is in uh, March, a few years ago now, several years ago, and literally has just gone, went weekly just before Christmas. But we've had over 100,000 downloads now, so I'm Brilliant. quite with that. And I've interviewed some amazing people. I mean, you know, people like Judy Murray. And this was when face-to-face -face was possible. You know, I was invited 
um, to the Wimbledon, uh, you know, backstage. This was, it was not in the tennis season, but unfortunately, but still amazing privilege to go to Wimbledon in those beautiful rooms, you know, upstairs, back, back. Oh, back. Really special. I went backstage with Michelle Collins, the celebrity from EastEnders, and uh, saw her just before she performed at the theatre in London. I've um, been to authors' houses. I went to a crime a crime husband and wife team, Nikki Gerard. Um, obviously, they write together, and they both write deep crime no- novels. And I went to their house, <laughs> which was kind of creepy down this long lane in Suffolk, and they had this big chest freezer in the kitchen and said, do you want a cup of tea? And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm in one of your crime novels. But uh, it was, <laughs> that was a real privilege as well. But, oh, and Louise mentioned brilliant, obviously being in the castle. Louise Mention's interview on the Influential Women podcast was mentioned in the Daily Express. I know. How did that, that happen? That was hilarious. Well, I don't know, you know, having been in marketing PR and you try and try and try to get stuff in the paper and then you do something ridiculous um, because... I was on crutches last Christmas. I had an operation on my leg. And I knew Louise was at home because she wasn't on air. Yeah. And I meant to interview her a few months before and something had happened. So I just said, are you around? And I didn't know she was at home on crutches. And she hadn't announced on Breakfast TV why she was off because people kept saying, why is Louise off? So we were having a chat and I was in my bed (laughs) with my crutches and she was on her sofa with hers. And she said, I'm on crutches now. Oh my goodness, so am I. And we lifted them up and we couldn't stop laughing. And then the whole interview was just, you know, it was just funny. And I think because I tweeted it about her being on crutches oh, and I put okay. a photo of us both on crutches on Twitter or something, the Express picked up on it, which I I didn't understand. You know, they must read her Twitters, obviously not mine. I think she reshared it. And they said, you know, fellow broadcasters on uh, you know, I'm nowhere in her league, but fellow broadcasters at home on crutches, blah, 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 the influential women. So I thought, result, you know. Yes. So that was a, a huge honour, um, as was talking to her, obviously. And yeah. uh, people like that, Britta, you know, you want to ask women about, um, you know, women's issues. Britta Fernandez-Schmidt, you know, she's changed so many women's lives, war-torn, religion-torn countries, Um just incredible she worked for women for women international before going out on her own that that was hugely influential it's a great podcast it's influential women with nikki bannerman it's at number 11 this week on the pod 20 into the top 10 now and at number 10 conan o'brien needs a friend after 25 years at the late night desk conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests so he started a podcast to fix that. Nine, the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. Eight, Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James A. Caster. Ed and James invite special guests into their magical restaurant to choose their favourite starter, main course, side dish, dessert and drink. Seven, Sips, Suds and Smokes. Everything good in life is worth discussing. Wine, tea, coffee, whiskey, beer, cigars, barbecue, people whose first names start with a Q, ex-Amish, the state of Alabama, roadkill, and Canadians. Six, SNS Online with Nick Randall. Nick, what podcasts inspire you? You see, I, I was afraid you were going to ask me that because I'm a bit flaky on other people's. It's all about really? my one. Really? <laughs> if you're not on it, it's not worth listening to. 
well no it's not that it just i actually to be honest i don't actually have that much time also i don't actually listen to the radio that much this is awful thing to say for somebody who's worked in radio for 30 years but i am a telly addict so where do you want to take this sns online because you've had the big a-list guests you've had the fun you've had the strokey beard interviews you, you've had all that going on. There's plenty of light and shade in it, and there's plenty of you comes across mm. as well. Where do you want this to, to go? You see, I guess by eight years of a show, I had hoped that things might have evolved a little more <laughs> by now. And don't get me wrong, podcast radio is a massive, massive uh, development, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, as I keep saying, SoundCloud, I checked the, like, for example, Stephanie Beecham. Oh, my God. How many people would listen to that? I would think a fair few. Yeah. But on SoundCloud, it literally just says about, I don't know, 230 listens. Now, I find that really strange because it goes out to Spotify and all the rest of it. So I'm wondering if what I'm reading on SoundCloud is not is not the, the, the full ticket. <laughs> I don't know. I the no. The, the the thing with podcasts, the people who've done it successfully, uh, not when I say successfully, <laughs> SNS Online <laughs> is a successful podcast. No, I know, I know. No, but people who I know who've who've taken it to the stage where they're making money from it, or it's all they do. You know, they this is how yeah. they earn their living, and mm. um, there are there are people I've spoken to that do that with it, and they all seem to have a couple of things in common. They are mm. absolutely all over social media. Mm. Or they have a pre-existing tribe that they tap into. Yeah, yeah. You know, I try to tap into pre-existing tribes for each show, like the fans of Stephanie Beecham. And yeah. for each um, show, I will go to all the social media that will feature her, like Dynasty Sites and all the rest of it, put the show there. I will, you know, like all those pages and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, where do I want to take it is your question. I just want to keep going. I want to get better. I want to aim for better guests. And I want to see if just something some, on another level evolves from it. I'm not quite sure what. I mean, I don't think at my age it's, I'm going to suddenly be <laughs> doing this on BBC One or anything like that. And that's fine. Why not? I just would, Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's unlikely, put it this way, because I'm, I'm a certain certain age now. Um, so, uh, I would say it's, it's more that I just would like more people to listen, more people yeah, to yeah. enjoy it. And I think the content is good. I think it's, you know, like I've got to, if I'm going to sell this now, I think I, I generally produce good content You do with, uh, with really good guests. And I, I, I'm a professional sound guy, so I, I hopefully know what I'm doing with the mixing and all the rest of it and trying to make it as tight as possible. Um, and it's a good variety of, of things. I mean, I remember Alan Yentov was on a few years ago and he was talking about his show, Imagine, that he likes, he has like big shows like Bette Midler and Woody Allen, which are fantastic shows where he meets them and chills with them. But he also does these more highbrow art ones. But as he, it was actually his words talking about, he allows people to graze by having some of the good ones and then they might be introduced to other stuff. So I have tried to, Bring out. I mean, I've had poets on, and I've had people who who do quite unusual music and all the rest of it. It's not just really obvious. It's a, it's a real mixture, you know. I mean, I had uh, uh, Johnny Benjamin on, who's a mental health ambassador, and that was a really important show. And he was a lovely guy, and um, 
there's been a lot of those sort of shows as well so i and i enjoy them all i enjoy i enjoy talking to people i enjoy exploring different subjects and, and learning i learn a lot from these shows as well and i i'm, I'm more of a reader now than i used to be because i you know i used to just what, put the telly equivalent on <laughs> whereas now if i'm gonna be talking to somebody about a book i will have to i will want to read that book first i want to be totally absorbed in in their world before i speak to them well, all that preparation pays off because it's a great podcast, Nick. SNS Online with Nick Randall is at number six this week on the Pod 20. Into the top five now, and at five, my favourite murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear crime stories from friends and fans. Four, stuff you should know. If you've ever wanted to know about Champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. 3. Crime Junkie. If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. 2. The Trojan Horse Affair. A strange letter appears on a city councillor's desk in Birmingham laying out an elaborate plot by Islamic extremists to infiltrate the city's schools. Where did it come from? And who wrote it? This podcast investigates. And at number one... The Secret History of Flight 149 that was when I saw what I recognised as a fighter bomber. And then it clicks in your brain, they're bombing the airport. Imagine boarding a flight thinking you're heading on holiday, but instead you get taken hostage by Saddam Hussein. All the tanks are in rows and they're all pointing their guns at us at the hotel. And I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Imagine being used as a human shield, put in the line of fire, your life at threat. Your daily reality is the fact that at any moment a bomb could come through and hit us, or at any moment when the guard comes along, he might just pull out his gun and shoot you in the back of the head. We're in trouble. We are under attack. Do not leave where you are. That man has been shot. He has been shot. My God. The biggest fear for me was being tortured. Listen to the secret history of Flight 149 to hear the shocking story behind one of the biggest cover-ups in modern history. We know the truth. We know what actually happened. I was there. The secret history of Flight 149. Number one this week on the Pod 20. Well, that's it for episode 96. Thanks to this week's guests, Nick Randall, Patton Oswald and Nicky Bannerman. Next week, my guest is the legendary broadcaster and podcaster, Ross Williams. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, on Fridays at 5pm and across the weekend on podcast radio. And influence the chart. Make a recommendation at the podcast radio .co.uk On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower 
on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.